Please hang up and try again. Broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios. Driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love the party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the Bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. You know, Freak Nation, while other radio shows out there are taking a damn break, this one is not taking a break. We'll do that here in a couple of weeks. We'll take a big-ass <laughs> sabbatical uh, here in the Freak Nation. Yeah, if you're we'll watching, get our break in. Come yes. On. You're, if you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook Live, thank you guys for hanging out with us. It's a radio show that we throw some video up for two hours. Crash Gladys, Statman, Kenny Sargent. Richard C. Suave, he's here. Big show for you tonight. There's actual motorsports going on, kind of. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Chris Dyson, two-time Trans Am champion, ALMS champion, two times over. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Matt Smith, three, four, five, six-time six yep. NHRA Pro Stock Bike champion with his wife, Angie Smith, who, uh, come to find out, uh, we learned a lot about Angie in this interview. She's also a pro stock bike pilot. She'll be here in the Freak Nation. And she won the season finale in Pomona. Stupid, isn't it? We have nothing but champions and winners on tonight, just FYI. Step man, when was the last time you and your wife won something together and you decided to celebrate? So it was a great cold day today in uh, <laughs> central Ohio. Uh, we, uh, you know, we, we had to put on some sweaters and uh, we're worried about talk snow. About it. Yeah. Mm. Statman's winning all the time. So Matt Smith, Angie Smith here in the Freak Nation. And the next hour, General Tire Arena Cross champion three times over, Michael Hicks will be here in the Freak Nation. But the one thing that we've been waiting for since I sent this group text a few days ago was Rolling Stones put out an article called The Worst Decisions in Music history so of course the light bulb light bulb went off and i came up with well i didn't come up with i just stealing rolling stones idea uh the worst decisions in motorsports history Oof. all right there's a lot of decades to go through there right but we don't need to go far to come up with no very we, many. we really don't man and i can i just raise my hand right now sure and just say Statman's just going to say 2021 and a certain story from 2021 because it had to do with a but hold on but, but but hold on if we're playing defensive strategy here i'm playing defense i'm not okay. going the offense here because i know what you guys are going to say so the cowboy fan is taking the defense huh? is that what he's doing <laughs> yeah yeah the worst motorsports decisions or moves word? decisions in history you could chime in on our chatter or like we call here in the freak nation our chat line Oh, no. Uh, look at Richard's. Are Richard, we taking phone calls yeah, tonight? Yeah, on our one, on our one nine hundred, the freak. <laughs> Wait a minute, we haven't taken phone calls in months. No. Are we really going to take phone calls? No, we've got the private chat with okay. uh, YouTube and Facebook Live. We want to see what your worst decisions <laughs> are in NASCAR, NHRA, IndyCar, two wheel sports cars. What are they? What are they? 
Richie, and evidently, Richie's been fired up about this because the minute I sent that text, I'm sure you just put, went nose first into your encyclopedias that your old fo- old man and old, old lady have, right? Dude, I took this seriously. This is I I racked my brain for four straight days to come up with something good that not everybody else was going to talk about Ooh. that's a little bit under the radar, and I have actual facts to back up my reasoning. And I came to the decision today. My crack staff put it together, and I can't wait to unveil my worst decision in motorsports history. It's going to be great. Man. Are these wow. alternative facts or real facts? <laughs> these are 100% real. No fake news in here. These are all opinions with the Freak Nation. Okay. I see you Mark, Mark Phillips is saying this is a good evening. Now, who says it's a good evening? We don't know it's a good evening. It's not a good evening everywhere. It's cold in some places. And what's to say it's good? Statement. You're really going there. Listen, hold hey, just a second. Back yeah. up, guys. Remember, this is a radio show first. And Stat, people think Statman's just crazy. Like Statman's hearing voices, and he's just referring to something. This, yeah, this guy Mark. When you see something on our chat on YouTube or Facebook, say, "Look on our chat that so and so has something to say." Just don't go. Well, Mark said, "I'm having yeah, a look game. on our chat that I referred to a few minutes ago, seconds ago." Mark said it was a good evening, and that's not guaranteed everywhere we're being seen. Well, he's got an answer right. up right now. Care to read it real quick before we go no, get some uh, affiliates? No, we'll get to it here in a he moment. He says the Packers won. That's why it's great. Now, the Bears were up. I guess the Packers pulled it off. Uh, all right, Big Dave, so you can go to join some other affiliates coming up at 6 past the hour and get right back with it momentarily. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. Yep, bringing in another round of affiliates, bringing in the Sports Map Radio Network here at the Freak Nation. Thank you guys for being a part of this big old thing. From time to time on Twitter, we go, what are you guys, man? Are you a TV show or are you a YouTube show? Uh, we're a damn radio show that's been doing this for 22 years, Freak Nation, and we're so freaking sexy. We thought, oh, right, mm. put it on YouTube and Facebook Live. Thank you, Mav TV, Worldwide Technology Raceway, for allowing us to invade your your timeline, <laughs> Lucas Oil. Thank you very much. You notice General Tire's not on there yet. They're going. I don't know if we need the freaks on our timeline. They're a little scared on Facebook. I don't blame them. Yeah. If you're just now joining us, Freak Nation, big-time guest, Chris Dyson, two-time Trans Am champion, six-time NHRA Pro Stock bike champion with his wife, Angie Smith, who's also a Pro Stock bike pilot, who also wins on that bike. He'll be joining us this hour. Uh, Next hour, Michael Hicks, three-time General Tire Arena Cross champion, will be here in the Freak Nation. And the big topic... For everybody involved listening and watching this damn thing. Oh, the NASCAR banquet. That's exactly. right. And Statman <sighs> will probably have commentary on what Kyle Bush did to his wife at the banquet sometime within this show. Oh. Was the uh, banquet one of the bad decisions that we're <laughs> going to talk about in uh, NASC in uh, motorsports? Televising banquets is a bad decision. Okay, but reset the, the topic. So the topic is... Worst decisions in music history was a title, or it is a title this week in Rolling Stones. Rolling Stone 
magazine. Uh, it's actually 50. Uh, we don't have 50, but we've got our choices for the worst. What do you mean we don't have 50? Oh, we could come up with 50. We The worst decisions in motorsports history between the four of us. We got a crap ton. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's why we want, you, we want you guys to chime in. Don't ask that, man. Don't ask me what a crap ton is. All right. <laughs> don't ask. Don't ask. Him. So you guys could chime in on a comment section on YouTube and Facebook Live and chime in what you think your worst, what you think the worst decisions in motorsports history are. T- Twitter went bonk this afternoon, Richie, when you put that out there. Uh, a lot of people had a lot of decisions that weren't fairly well-received well in NASCAR. Was there one theme, overriding theme, Suave, on Twitter of the worst decisions in uh, motorsports? Two words, the split. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which yeah, one? This, I think it's IndyCar cart, oh. cart IRL. Oh. Yeah. I think it was, a, is the, it was the split between World Rallycross and International World Rallycross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could have been uh, the American drifting and uh, international drifting. Well, what about the Southern Comfort drifting extravaganza? <laughs> Right. Well, let's not go into Southern Comfort. That's that was a bad decision in the extreme. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? (laughs) Yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. Crasher, we've been ordering from Omaha Steaks for so long now that we've influenced your family, including your mom. Just before Christmas, bam, right to our front door, we get those juicy steaks, tasty burgers, ready for the holiday season. It's every season, and you know her favorite, and it's now mine too, Chicken Cordon Bleu. I mean, it's so much more than steaks at omahasteaks.com. Chicken, appetizers, green bean casserole, broccoli gratin, corn, oh my gosh, the variety is incredible. The quality is second to none, and the convenience It doesn't get any more convenient than OmahaSteaks.com. Use code FREAKS, F-R-E-A-K-S, at your checkout and get $30 off your order. OmahaSteaks.com. Check out with code FREAKS to be happy. I could taste them right now. Omaha Steaks, ready to ship your order right away. So shop now. Beat the rush, man. That's OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code FREAKS to check out with $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. It's edgy and downright offensive at times. So he wins my what an idiot for the month of July. See the world of NASCAR through their eyes. Hey, it's TJ, Brett, and Freddie. Superstar guests and plenty of hot takes. And we are door bumper clear. NASCAR hits Mad TV with door bumper clear. Only on Mad TV, Motorsports Network. 
Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All American Dish, your dish authorized retailer now. 800 296 1251. 800 296 1251. That's 800 296 1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24 month commitment, early termination fee, and e auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. You are listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. Freak Nation, can't say it enough. Code word freaks. Why code word freaks? Go to omahasteaks.com. It's omahasteaks.com. And you'll get 30 bucks off your order when you order from Omaha Steaks. That's code freaks with 30 bucks off of Omaha Steaks. Steaks, chicken, burgers. Uh, what Crasher likes to say, desserts. Can, um, I, can I throw something in there? Wait a minute. I've done... I've done this for Christmas right. around my family. I think I oh, even sent yeah. you once or twice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Get nothing but great fans worship from people that receive these things. <laughs> Those, that food is delicious. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. guess what we had over Thanksgiving as an appetizer, because of course, turkey just, it can only go so far and you're sick of it. So one night post turkey feast, Oh my gosh, lobster grilled cheese appetizers from Omaha Steaks. Well, that's too bad. I, I, you know, that's difficult to have to have a life like that, you know? I mean, it's not everybody can survive that kind of hardship. All right, so code word <laughs> freaks for 30 bucks off your order. It's 50% off right now on the website, so it's an initial 30 bucks off. Go to omahasteaks.com. All right, so uh, our good friends at Rolling Stone put out an article in regards to the worst decisions in music history. So I figured, why not, man? Let's go with the worst decision, worst decisions in motorsports history, Freak Nation. The worst decisions in motorsports history. Wow. Did this, take, did this take me a while to eliminate? I, I had seven and narrowed it down to two because there's four of us here and I want all of us to chime in. Right. Well, the, the freak nation has certainly chimed in like Richie has seen. Facebook has gone nuts. Twitter has gone nuts. Should we go to some of their responses first and then go into us or should we do one of us first? Yeah, let's do that, Suave. Let's go into some of those. Let's go into Twitter first and then we'll jump on into some of our worst decisions in motorsports. Go ahead, Suave. At Speed Freaks on Twitter is our Twitter account. You can go check it out on there and reply with your worst decision in motorsports history. Lot, lot of people chiming in a lot of people saying the split just those two words that's been the most popular choice so i'm going to go through a few of these of what that would be the split of indycar and cart back in the 90s and you can see it there if you're watching us on on youtube facebook wherever you may be watching 69 chicago tank division bears army reply with an entire youtube video (laughs) talking about indycar's billion dollar mistake billy dowdy saying toyota letting kyle bush go to chevy Mark Graham saying Tony George's 1994 announcement of the uh, formation of the IRL 
and his 1996 follow through. Some other opinions here. We have the 2005 U.S. Grand Prix and the 2008 Brickyard 400, both of which had very infamous tire issues. Mm-hmm. That was a very popular choice as well. And I'll, I'll end with Steven here saying Scott Goodyear deciding to pass the pace car on the final restart of the 1995 Indy 500 a whole lot more at Speed Freaks on Twitter, Speed Freaks on Facebook as well. I like Shane Rogers. He chimed in on my personal Facebook page. So I don't think this is on any of the Speed Freaks accounts. This is this one I didn't even think of. But wow, if you look back on it, how much money did this cost Honda in auto sales? Honda bailed out of Formula One in 2008 and then sold the team that would win eight of the next 12 (laughs) F1 championships. That has to be up there, and I bet nobody thought of that. That was Cristiano Damata's ride, right? Yes, I believe so. Well, let's see, 2008? Yes, that, yeah. I believe so. Yeah. I mean, holy smokes. The bridge between that team and those championships? Whoa. Ooh. So if, uh, if we're, we're going to take What's, individual guys, what about who was yeah. Roberto Guerrero, who won the pole at Indy and uh, crashed on the parade lap? 1992, one of the coldest races in history. Yeah. It was awful. It was so cold. I don't know. We're well, going to do that get, kind of hours, guys. Let's go. Let's get to hours, man. Okay. We, we, All right. Talk well, so what? What do you want? You want to, man? Let's get. Let's have a given. All of us are going to say the 2021 Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. <laughs> so let's just put that. That's on the board. Okay, but there you got to go. What was the decision that made that so bad? Well, the decision was to give the give. The championship to uh, the F1 championship to Max Verstappen and steal the championship, the eighth championship from Lewis Hamilton. Boom. There okay. It is. Then okay. it led to a disastrous 2022 season of just Max Verstappen running away with things and porpoising killing almost everybody else in, in as far as competitiveness. Yeah. Oh. And if you want to stay with F1, we got the F1. Uh, Red Bull budget breakthrough, no small fine and that, and they didn't do anything more than a small fine. Uh, and I think this is a major problem with F1. I'm going to stay with F1 for a while. Uh, the major problem with F1 was turning it over to Liberty Media and uh, Liberty Media dr- running the thing into the ground. Had 20 races in 2017 when they took it over. Next year, you're going to have 24 races. It's entirely too many. And in our, since we've been on the air, it had 17 and 19 races. Mm-hmm. So it, it, they've gone up, what, 30, 40%. Um, too many races. Bernie ran it into the ground. Uh, I mean, it's... Uh, the parking lot Grand Prix in Caesars, that oh was a gosh. terrible decision. I can't, I don't remember the year that was. That was back in the, what, 80s? So, yeah, that was. Well, Formula One is your uh, is your go-to for some horrible decisions. I, yeah, but well, I, I would I, not agree with Liberty Media destroying it because ratings are up in America. Ratings are up around the world for Formula One. They've got, I, I think there's an okay number of races still. You get into the 30s, then you're definitely talking too many races. But yeah, I think mid-20s, they should probably stop there. They've got a reality series that is just completely enamored, at least the United you States. Can't crash, you can't increase the races and ask them to cut the budget. 
It, that is true. That That's not a symbiotic decision that should be made. Oh, hell, that happens in my business every damn year, man. <laughs> Kenny, can you give us more spots? But we're going to only give you 30% of what we gave you last year, you happy bastard. All right, valid. Uh, Crasher, what's one of your worst decisions in motorsports history? I saw that the split was coming in, and I knew that the split would be one of the biggest responses from all of our motorsports fan bases. It doesn't matter if you're a NASCAR fan or a Supercross fan. Everybody and their brother knew about the Open Wheel Series having a split and forcing race fans to choose which side are you going to go for? And NASCAR was nothing in popularity then because we're talking about 1994 was the last year that the series was together. NASCAR was nothing like their popularity now in the year 1995. So when that happened, NASCAR found its way into the this fandom of American motorsports and bam, took over the country on IndyCar's complete demise. But I was thinking about that and I thought, no, they made bigger mistakes. They were so desperate for hype and media coverage that when they did get back together several years later, they had just celebrated the 100th Indy 500 in 2011 and then had this big to-do of the winner of the Indy 500 from 2011 starting in the back of the pack at the season finale and racing through. And if he could win it all, he would make, what, a million bucks or mm -hmm. whatever. We all know what happened there. One of the worst tragedies in motorsports. Dan Weldon loses his life only a few laps into the race. And I just, I feel like it was a bad decision because there wasn't enough testing on that track. There were so many cars slated to be 40 Indy cars on a mile and a half oval. Are you kidding me? This just wasn't thought out well. Bad decision. We loved it. Yes, we were all involved in the hype. But look at what happened. We all got. Yeah. I, I don't even know where to go. Can you it believe was awful. this is all we're doing? It's we're we're crushing open wheel motorsports. <laughs> Formula One and <laughs> What about you, Suave? You gonna go? You gonna crush uh, open wheel as well, buddy? No, I'm going to NASCAR, oh. and I'm going to NASCAR's most popular driver for a long time. I'd argue probably their most important driver over the last 20 years, and that's Dale Earnhardt Jr. He tweeted out back in 2019 this, which is a picture of the car of tomorrow, NASCAR's <laughs> car from 2007 until about 2013. I am showing you guys a picture on Facebook and YouTube of the terrible-looking design that was that infamous car of tomorrow wing. Dale Jr. was asked about the car of tomorrow, and its legacy, he called it trash. And <laughs> and on top of that, Brian France, the former big wig at NASCAR, no longer with the sport, really. He was on Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s podcast, Dale Jr. Download, Dirty Mo Media. And he basically agreed. So this is Brian France with Dale Earnhardt Jr., I believe a couple weeks ago, basically admitting that they screwed up royally with the car of tomorrow. Take a listen to Brian France. Would you say that the car of tomorrow was one of those, or what? What when you talk about mistakes that were made, what are some of the things that you think you could have could have done better, or would like to have seen well, done differently? The way we did the car of tomorrow was a mistake because we, uh, um, the reason we did it was the right reason. It was it was sure. right off of all of the, including the, your tragic tragedy with your dad, but um, but it came off of all that. So you know, that's why we primarily did it and it was to be innovative in a safety good smart way but we didn't get the collaboration with the teams that they did the last time the last number of gen uh, gen uh, whatever cars are up to now yeah um and we were a little cavalier about that hmm. 
They absolutely blew it with that decision. That correlates also with the time. Granted, it correlates with the 2008 financial crisis as well. But around that same time, NASCAR's TV ratings and its buzz really started to decline. That's when they got too big too quickly. A little bit after they introduced the Chase for the Championship, brought in Nextel as their big sponsor. And at that time, it's really been downward ever since. And only now is really starting to recover at this point. I'm going to play off of that. That's one of my worst decisions in motorsports history is to bring Brian France into lead NASCAR, the CEO. I was trying not to say that, but yeah. When you have a dude who's popped not once, but twice for drunk driving, he was not charged in Daytona, Daytona Beach. He was not charged at Daytona Beach. But when he was popped in New York, was it? Uh, The state of New York for, what, 0.18, which is double yeah, double the, uh, double the limit. Double the limit. And some oxycodone hanging out there as well. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Suave, in regards to his time on Dale Earnhardt's podcast. I do need to go listen to that because there are people talking about, hey, take it easy on France. Nah, I don't know about that. Uh, Brian Fant, France, if he showed up at a race, well, that might be the first damn time he shows up at a race. And a number of drivers talked about that. When you have a CEO that doesn't show up and engage with your talent from owners to drivers to crew members, it's absent. He's an absentee CEO. Brian France was uh, certainly one of my top five worst decisions in motorsports history. This is what we're going to do. We got your Statman Scad coming up. We're going to try and spend uh, maybe 10 minutes in the next segment hitting other of our choices when it comes to worst decisions in motor sports history. What are yours? You can chime in on our chat on YouTube and Facebook Live or, hell, on Twitter. We've got a question up there for you guys to just be a part of and get all involved and up in this stuff uh, with Speed Freaks. More of your worst decisions in motorsports coming up next. First, your stat man, Scad. <laughs> What's your Jones in motorsports? Is it speed or competition? Me, I fall on the competition side of the aisle. As long as the speed is more than I can handle, I find competition generally pretty crispy. And that's why I'm drawn to the all-electric Extreme E-Series, where radically spec off-road SUVs race against each other, 125-mile-an-hour fender-banging craziness. The point of their series is to raise awareness of climate change and provide support for the global extreme locations where they race. For example, the finale this year was in Uruguay, where the uh, electric grid is 98% renewable. In fact, the Extreme E compound took its solar-powered hydrogen fuel cells to the South American country to power the cars. Everybody else, everything else plugged into the Uruguayan grid. 100% renewable energy was a motor racing first. In fact, starting next year, the series has a partnership with a Texas company, travel with its own hydrogen grid for the entire show. And before you think these are golf carts coming across the globe, check out the video programming at extreme-e.com. You think champions like Sebastian Loeb, Carlos Sainz, and Leia Sands would be racing if it wasn't extreme competition? And yes, there's gender equality in the cockpit. Men race against women. Extreme E, it's worth your attention. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. 
General Tires under the tree? Hell yes. Go to GeneralTire.com to find the right tire for that big fat F-150. What about a passenger car? General Tire has the tires for all of your rides in your garage or out there in the snow. Go to GeneralTire.com. That's GeneralTire.com. Getting back to our topic tonight regarding the worst decisions ever made in motorsports history. We're playing off the worst decisions in music history and Rolling Stones article. Crasher, we just pulled up on our Facebook and our YouTube feed from Terry Gwynn. What does Terry have to say about the worst decisions? Well, she just says the only motorsport she follows is NASCAR, Cup, Xfinity, and Trucks. Terry, that's fine, but there's a lot out there. Yes. There's a lot out there. I like how Lou responded, well, the only motorsports I follow, they turn left and right. Hey. So here we go. We're causing arguments yet again. All right. But I will say there is a comment from the live feed. <sighs> oh. James, Jamie Duffin. We know him very well from Southern California. Mm-hmm. Said one of the worst decisions in motorsports was a man named Joe Heitzler. Joe Heitzler was once CEO of the one of the two split series in open wheel cart. And yes, Joe was interesting to say the okay, least. Okay, uh, we've only got, got, we've only got about four minutes here. Let me. I'm going to go in real quick on that one. And the decision that IndyCar, excuse me, cart made to run the German Grand Prix five days after 9-11. And I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but we saw what happened with Alex Zanardi. I just think they should have gone along with the NFL, Major League Baseball, and every other pro series and not ran that weekend after 9-11. I know they were in Germany. And again, hindsight's twenty twenty, but man, to run that series, to run that race in Germany five days after 9-11, I just think that Joe Heitzler and crew could have done a better job and say, I know, let's just eat this cake. And I'm sorry, 90,000 fans, but we got to postpone this race. Mm-hmm. All right. Everybody would have understood. Statman, quickly. I'm going with uh, Paul Tracy being denied the 2008 <laughs> Indy 500 win over Elio Castro. That was 03. 03. Uh, 03? I thought it stood <laughs> well. The, the, the Google. It's <laughs> the Googles. The Google, the Google machine says it's 08. Because that was Elio's first Indy 500 win, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. I was going to go with that. Listen to all this open wheel stuff. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> so NHRA is off the hook, and sports cars are off the hook. Supercross, no, motorcycles. I got some. I got some sports car stuff in there. You know, you, if you got time. Ah, uh, we don't. We don't. Crasher, okay. what's uh, yours? Quick. I don't have another one. I, That's it. I like the because okay, you and I were debating about when NHRA. In what 99 2000 oh. decided to do funny cars versus top fuel <laughs> at Bristol. I liked it, it didn't work, but I liked it, and I thought it was at least a good idea. Just I mean, didn't come to fruition the way that they wanted. Suave, what about you, bud? I'm gonna keep going back to our comments here because I don't really have anything else for myself, not Got being it. in motorsports for as long. But there's a, there's a few other comments here. People are saying uh, the NASCAR playoff system is getting yeah. several, um several responses on Twitter. Um, here's one for you, Statman, that I think you, you, you'd probably understand. Uh, Chris on Twitter says, getting rid of the Euro V8 uh, Star Series. That was one hell of a championship. A um, couple of people are, are arguing about NASCAR's newer product as well on Twitter. So oh. it's like it's all over the place. This is a very hotly debated topic. Hotly debated topic. None of us... Outside of Richie, have crushed NASCAR. Well, I did with Brian France, but 
I was going to say that crushing Brian France is a pretty big NASCAR blow. Yeah, it is. But I mean, NASCAR management wise, I mean, it's been, of course, we've got some awful comments on this topic as well. We all here on the show believe that NASCAR management has done phenomenal since the COVID fiasco and bringing social awareness back to the series or into the series for the first time. So, yeah, I mean, say what you will, other people, but we love what NASCAR has been doing. The inclusivity, the way that that paddock has changed, visibly changed, culturally changed. Props, NASCAR. Statman, I was actually going to bring up uh, Wendell Scott and the fact that he he did not receive the trophy and eventually he did receive the trophy. The, the, the word was they lost the trophy. Yeah, they weren't going to have a black man kiss the white race queen in Jacksonville, right. Florida. That wasn't going to happen. Yeah. There's so much out there. And again, we could spend two hours on this damn thing. We actually could. And we might. <laughs> when we need some more content in early 2023, we just might spend two damn hours on this damn thing. Yeah, we could go back to it. Yeah. yeah, I got a quickie here. When they shut down Ascot Park in Southern California, terrible decision. Replaced oh, man, it with cool. a bus parking lot for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. All the tracks that have been shut down, English Town in New Jersey, soon to be Wild Horse Pass in Phoenix, just, ugh. A lot of horrible decisions in motorsports and a lot of damn good ones. We may hit that, too, to give them their due for the best decisions ever made when it comes to motorsports. Uh, coming up next hour, Freak Nation. Well, not next hour. We got uh, the Smiths coming up next. Coming Matt up and seven. Angie Smith, six-time NHRA Pro Stock Bike Champion, and Angie Smith, who decided to win in Pomona to end the series. That's next. Speed Freaks, Pistol Control Studio. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? (laughs) Yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. Crasher, we've been ordering from Omaha Steaks for so long now that we've influenced your family, including your mom. Just before Christmas, bam, right to our front door, we get those juicy steaks, tasty burgers, ready for the holiday season. It's every season, and you know her favorite, and it's now mine too, Chicken Cordon Bleu. I mean, it's so much more than steaks at OmahaSteaks.com. Chicken, appetizers, green bean casserole, broccoli gratin, corn. Oh my gosh, the variety is incredible. The quality is second to none, and the convenience. It doesn't get any more convenient than OmahaSteaks.com. Use code FREAKS, F-R-E-A-K-S, at your checkout and get $30 off your order. OmahaSteaks.com. Check out with code FREAKS to be happy. I could taste them right now. Omaha Steaks, ready to ship your order right away. So shop now. Beat the rush, man. That's OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code FREAKS to check out with $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. 
It's edgy and downright offensive at times. So he wins my What an Idiot for the month of July. See the world of NASCAR through their eyes. Hey, it's TJ, Brett, and Freddie. Superstar guests and plenty of hot takes. And we are door bumper clear. NASCAR hits Mad TV with door bumper clear. Only on Mad TV, Motorsports Network. Are you tired of high cable TV rates? Sign up for Dish today and get a $500 bonus offer while supplies last. Plus, lock in your price for two years guaranteed. Call All-American Dish, your dish-authorized retailer now. 800-296-1251. 800-296-1251. That's 800-296-1251. Offers require credit qualification, 24-month commitment, early termination fee, and e-auto pay. Restrictions apply. Call for details. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. You're listening to Speed Freaks Motorsports Radio Redefined. It was so damn good, we just thought we'd say it twice, Freak Nation. Be sure to go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com to check out a line of products to keep your engine, the interior, exterior of a car, all fat and happy. That's lucasoil.com. In moments, the Smiths, Matt and Angie Smith here in the Freak Nation. Next hour, Michael Hicks, three-time Arena Cross champion, and Chris Dyson, two-time Trans Am champion here in the Freak Nation. Six times over, does it again for 2022. And what does his wife do? She goes out and wins the damn event. Not only to put a cherry on top, but just to kind of uh, maybe take a little thunder away from Matt Smith by winning that event. Matt Smith and Angie Smith, both of them here in the Freak Nation. And Angie, quickly to you before we get to the champion, when you knew that Matt won the championship, was it an inspiration for you to go out there and kick some ass in that final round? Or, Or was it like, man, I am so loose. I am so chill right now. Nobody can affect me. I was glad that he won the championship because that was a lot of stress going out of my life at that moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because, you know, we win together as a team and we lose together as a team. So we're a team and uh, I just needed him to win that championship. And then when all that focus was gone and I didn't have to worry about that anymore, then it was time to focus on me winning the race. And we did it. You know, I like that when a personality, I don't care if it's a musician or a motorsports athlete, when they just recognize that you're just normal like us, you can be intimidated, uh, you can be nervous, you can be anxious, and I understand that. And getting to you, six-timer, Matt Smith, Angie Smith joining us here on the Freak Nation, once, okay, leading up to the championship, and again, it was all, all but done when it came to Pomona, for all intents and purposes, but is there stress throughout the day when uh, when you're when you've got that championship pretty much in your sights, Matt? Yeah, you know there was a lot of stress, uh, but once we uh, won first round, um, we knew we had it locked down, and the main goal was to try to get Angie to win the race. So we just we we really focused on that because even coming into that race. I gave Angie the motor that was in my bike at, at Vegas. We kind of swapped motors and uh, we gave her the best motor possible for her to win the race. Cause I felt like any of our motors could have won first round. And, and that's, that's kind of the, the route we went. 
Oh, Matt, don't you drop that out there right now. You gave her the best motor in Pomona. Why don't you give her the best Pomo- the best motor all season? Oh. Oh, I that well, <laughs> so, so here's the thing. She has the best motor all year long. This was a brand new motor that we built for the last three races. We had some new parts that came in. We dynoed it right before we went to Dallas, and it was the best thing that we had. So I stuck it in my bike for Dallas and Vegas, but I told her, I said, if I do good at those two races, you can have her for Pomona. And I, I held it to my, my word, and that's what happened. Okay, so I'm going to dig a little deeper. How do we get Angie to be a champion next season? <laughs> Um, well, what we, well, what we do is I get to run that motor all year and we have new <laughs> stuff too, that we're developing. That's probably going to be better also. Yep. Ooh. Yep. That's the plan off season, huh? Yes. Let me, let me jump in here real quick, Matt and Angie Smith, Matt, a six time champion and Angie winner at Pomona. The, uh, I been doing some of the research says that you build some of the motors, Angie. Does that mean that maybe you could have built the motor that he won the championship with that he's bragging about he gave to you so you could win at Pomona? Yeah, well, typically in the shop, I mean, I he helps me do the bottom ends. We do the bottom ends together. He puts the rods on the crank and things like that. But everything after the rods are assembled and the pistons are in, I assemble everything else. So it's a joint effort on the V-Twin side for sure. I don't touch any of the Suzuki stuff just because I've been doing the V-Twin stuff so long. And I'm going to let them figure the, the Suzuki stuff out and then I'll help later on. But right now, you know, the V-Twin stuff is my forte. And, you know, I do a lot of work in the shop. A lot of people don't believe that or know that. But I get my hands dirty and I'm in that shop every day working. You hear that, Freak Nation? She didn't answer the question. She could have built that motor that Matt I won the championship I contributed. With. How about that? All right. That's that's more than fair. I love that. Uh, because it, in some shops, it, you don't know who builds the stuff. It just goes on the shelf, and you reach up and grab one and plug it in. So, uh, Matt, do you when you rev that thing up, can you tell who built the motor? And whether or not it's going to be a, a winning motor? No, you know, Angie touches, let me put it this way. She touches every V-twin motor when it goes together. Like she said, we uh, we do the bottom ends together, and then I, uh, I assemble the heads, and then I let her bolt everything else together. You know, and she puts the cams in, the, the head on, and, and the valve train. She adjusts the valves. So from that point, after that, it goes on the dyno. She puts it all on the dyno herself. And then I get to run them and uh, I get to play and, and pull the trigger on the dyno and see if it's got more power, or less power. When it has less power, I say, man, what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> but then when it has more power, she goes, oh, I want that motor. <laughs> yeah. so, so that's that's kind of the way it goes. But all in all, we have really good stuff and, and she does a tremendous amount in the shop. So you did both of you did a lot of celebrating in Pomona where you won the championship, Matt, your sixth. And Angie won the event. You live in North Carolina. Does that 3,000 mile separation get in the way of a uh, celebration or uh, do you have to wait till you get home or do you let it all out there in Pomona before you uh, get back in the holler and go back home? Well, we had a, um, we always have a formal banquet the next day. And we had it this year in Temecula, California at a nice resort, Pachang Resort. It was fabulous. We all got dressed up. The boys were in Texas and I was in a formal gown. So we 
that was our day to play and shine and be superstars. And then we got in the truck and headed back east for 41 hours in the truck. And I will say, winning the race and winning the championship, it's a lot better drive for 41 hours than if we both would have went there and lost first round. At Pachanga, they have some pretty good music acts that appear there once in a while. Did they have any that night? Were you able to hear some music as part of the celebration? No, they didn't have anything that night. It, we were kind of the main thing going on there. They had all the ballrooms for us and had the after party wow. and everything was focused on NHRA. They did an amazing job make, making us feel special. Wow. Congratulations. That's that's world-class cool when you get off and there's crowns and celebrations and champagne everywhere and you're at the top. That's like an inaugural ball. That's cool. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> they were dressed like it. Watching yep. them on social media, holy cow! You guys looked fine. Thank you, Matt. Angie Smith. What does Angie do? She goes out and wins the last NHRA Pro Pro Stock Motorcycle Race, and Matt Smith shows a championship six times. I want to get back to this motor issue. It's <laughs> it's a it's a and I don't want to get so off in the weeds when we're comparing our relationships. But Crasher and I, you know, it's not it's no secret. Uh, we've been married for a number of years. We have a child. You guys have been married for a number of years. I don't know anything outside of that. Well, I might, but I'm not going to give it away. Has there ever been a time when you guys Dogs, have gone to bed, cats. lying next to each other, and Angie, you're pissed off at the guy going, <laughs> bro, I know the engine you put on my bike was six less horsepower. Was there ever <laughs> one of those arguments? Come on, Angie. It had That's to happen. Oh, yeah. Those arguments have happened. They happen when we dyno because I'm the first to say that's my motor. And he's like, no, no, no. So I'm the first to say I like anything that's above and beyond what we've had. I claim it like the first pull. I claim it. <laughs> Matt, have you had an argument uh, before you closed your eyes or were you afraid she might reach over and punch you when you're sleeping because you you uh, screwed her up on an engine? No, you know, she's had, <laughs> if you look back until this last motor we did, she, and she'll, she'll admit to it. She's had the best motor that's been on our dyno period for the last two years. And, um, this was just something special we put together and we finally got some new parts in, you know, because parts right now take a long time to get, especially when you make and design stuff from scratch, it just takes a long time. We were supposed to have numerous things of this uh going into the countdown we didn't get but one thing right before the dallas race and we were hesitant to even put it together and i'm like let's just put it together and see you know and it was that night before we were going to the racetrack that before we were leaving for dallas that we dynoed and it was like oh wow so i wish we had more parts but we've got more parts now for our other motors so uh i'm expecting all our motors to be a lot better for next year on the flip side of that conversation about you guys being a married couple, working together, playing together, it's got to be, re I guess refreshing is not the word I'm looking for, comfortable when you have to deal with controversy, such as the NHRA fan base or fellow competitors. And controversy happened this year with a competitor, a couple of competitors, and even with the series that you guys can lean on each other. That has to be more comforting for you than others, I would imagine. Or am I wrong? No, you're right. You're right. Except for I did get into it a little bit with a competitor at Sonoma and uh, Matt at the time was riding his Suzuki 
and the competitor I got into it with was riding a Suzuki and he said, he, he threw something out there and I'll tell you what he says, but I won't tell you who it was. He said, well, if you had anybody decent that could tune your clutch, then you could go 104, 103, 60 foots and you could go faster. Well, that was like sticking a dynamite in me because I blew up (laughs) and it was, there was no backing down and, Matt said something and I turned around and I said, and I told him, I said, you stay out of it because you're on a Suzuki right now, because there's a big battle right now between Suzuki and V twins in our class. And he was running a Suzuki at the time. And I turned around and I said, you stay out of it because you're on a Suzuki right now. And I tore, tore the other guy a new one. I'll just say that. So are are you saying that, uh, Steve Johnson will not be getting a Smith's Christmas card. this uh... Believe it or not, it was not Steve Johnson. What? <laughs> Breaking news. Oh, <laughs> never back, back if you back. go back and watch the Sonoma race, they highlighted it and qualified. And that's Hold all on a minute there. That Matt is just sitting there quiet and smiling. <laughs> He's felt that blow up before, haven't you? You're, you're <laughs> not, you're not so- talking about it much, but I'm sure somewhere in the bedroom, the living room, the shop, She's blowing up, and you're saying, "I'll never go down that road again." You, you just don't know how how much how many times that dynamite stick goes off. You know, she, <laughs> oh come you, on now. You just have to learn to live with it and keep your mouth shut and go do something else. You know how you know how women are. You know how women are. Have that, Matt, than a freaking passive individual. You want someone there to kick ass when you're not able to, buddy. Yes, <laughs> he's 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 telling stories now <laughs> because. <laughs> I, I'm a very level-headed person, but if you get me to the point now, if you push me off the cliff, just be prepared. <laughs> I want to go cliff diving with Angie. <laughs> yeah. Got to be sure there's no lightning going to strike here in a second. What's yep. <laughs> <laughs> greatness, oh, man? Wow. Six-time NHRA Pro Stock Motorcycle Champion. Uh, joining us here in the Freak Nation with his winning wife, Angie Smith, here in the Freak Nation. And there was news made actually earlier this week that uh, Andretti Autosports, they're bringing on board a female open-wheel driver into their, what do they call feeder system, the next, the next N- NXT series, system. Yeah. And uh, we've been doing Speed Freaks for 22 years. And Angie, I can't say it enough that, Statman, that guy in the lower right-hand corner, has been such a proponent for the diversity. The hell is that? Are you in the air? Are you in the shop uh, for a, a, a proponent for NHRA and the diversity that it brings? That it's as if no other motorsports can grasp what the NHRA's done from, especially uh, in the bike class. Get yes, it? especially in the bike class. From uh, African Americans, Latinos, females, up and down there. Uh, different divisions uh it's just awesome angie to see you continue to kick ass uh regardless of uh, who you are what you are but how well you can do it on a bike well thank you i mean i try to do my best out there you know i've you know i've had my years of struggle you know in my past years i've struggled and i've had to really learn to ride the motorcycle and i've actually had to learn to take constructive criticism and I've had to learn to listen to Matt and take all the knowledge that he has and you know apply it even though sometimes you know I was hard-headed at first I didn't want I wanted to do it my way 
and he wanted me to do it his way. And now I listen for the most part to him and he's made me a much better writer and he's a good teacher. So. Wow. Gosh, if we're going to play confessions here, I guess, yeah, I could say I learned from Kenny too. I mean, yeah. you got to get sometimes. Thank you. Thank you. Mark that stat, man. 114. The afternoon. Crasher paid a compliment. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. You are listening to Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Freak Nation, got about a minute here before we go to the top of the hour. Coming up next hour, Michael Hicks, three-time General Tire Arena Cross champion. And again, winning this past weekend, he joins us next hour. Chris Dyson, two-time Trans Am champion. He joins us at 12 past the next hour. And I will say this. These interviews that we have when we pre-tape some of these interviews, there are 10, 15 minutes of the audio and video, Satman's laughing, that you don't see and hear. That's why you need to subscribe to our YouTube page to get the full 30 minutes of that Angie Smith, uh, Matt Smith interview because uh, Statman, they, it was uh, it was fun to watch those two get after each other. Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't in the hauler going home. Uh, they might have had one or two hours of, did you really say that? Yeah. All right, Freak Nation, again, a big second hour coming up. Make sure you're part of this big old thing. Follow us on Twitter and, of course, on YouTube so you can watch us do our uh, whatever the hell it is that we do. Right, Crasher? Let's freaking do it, right? Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Please hang up and try again. Freak Radio Network, broadcasting from the Lucas Oil Studios, driven by General Tire. It's Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio redefined with Kenny Sargent. We love to party. Crash Gladys. What are we doing for the bachelorette party? And Stepman. I am serious. Here's the Freaks. Second hour of the Freaks. Statman, Crash Gladys, Kenny Sargent, thank you guys for hanging out. Interesting second hour we have here, Freak Nation. General Tire Arena Cross champion, three times over. Michael Hicks will join us here in the Freak Nation. Chris Dyson. Statman, would you say that Chris Dyson, again, two-time Trans Am champion and two-time LMS champion, Chris Dyson is one of the top 10 sports car drivers in the States right now? Ooh, top 10. Wherever I put him in that list, 9, 10, 11, 12, 8, wherever, uh, everybody's going to complain because there's so many guys in IMSA, and he hasn't been in IMSA, and they can say, you can't do those. But those Trans Am cars are monsters. They're brutes. And if you can handle a Trans Am car, you can handle about anything. I was going to say, he's proven himself in IMSA. Mm -hmm. He's having fun in Trans Am. He doesn't want to go back. So why do you have to be in IMSA to be in the top 10? You don't. You don't. You know, some people think you got to be in NASCAR to be a good driver. So he's going to be joining us at 12 past the hour, Freak Nation. He's always a fantastic interview. So Chris Dyson 
will be here in the Freak Nation again. Two-time Trans Am champion here in the Freak Nation. Did you miss the first hour? Rolling Stones put out a uh, in one of the latest magazines a good a, a very good read. The top fifty worst decisions in music, and we had <laughs> we didn't we didn't have time for the top fifty worst decisions in motorsports. We certainly had our take on some of our uh, opinions on the worst decisions ever made in motorsports. Uh, and that's last hour. If you miss any of it, you can go back and watch it on YouTube tomorrow. You can go listen to it. Speedfreaks.tv. It's a great first hour here in the Freak, Freak Nation, where, by the way, we had the husband and wife team of Matt and Angie Smith, six-time NHRA Pro Stock Bike Champion, and his wife, Angie Smith, who won the last race in Pomona. That was the first hour. Yeah, guess who's building the high horsepower championship motors in that family? Hey, that's a great, that's a great interview, man. <laughs> yeah, screw who wears the pants. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, Crash, I know that you said we should talk a little bit of uh, the NASCAR banquet. All right, cool. We did. Good job. That's it. That's all mm-hmm. I want to do. That's all. If I ever make time out of my night to turn on a stream, a TV, to ever watch a banquet that we're not hosting, Stat? <laughs> Just take me out, please. Hold on. Yeah. Massive tire screech right there. Don't worry, generals. Still taking care of the tread. Yeah. You, how many music award shows did you watch in your prime? Get him crash. Get him crash. Yeah. yeah. I said. The Grammys. The, the AMAs. Come banquets. on. Banquets. Those are banquets. Those aren't banquets. Rock and roll hall of fame. Those aren't banquets. These guys aren't driving cars for three hours. They're up there giving boring as S speeches. Rob Halford of Judas Priest is up there with his bandmates playing three freaking songs. (laughs) Still a banquet. So be careful with your choice of words. I said banquet, man. It's like, okay. Okay. If you ever say, Kenny, can you come watch the NASCAR banquet with me? Okay. Other than being there? Or the IndyCar banquet or any racing oh banquet. God. Yeah, yeah. The only Just, thing worse than watching the IndyCar or NASCAR or NHRA banquet is going to the IndyCar freaking Indy 500 pre-race parade. It's the worst. That <laughs> <laughs> is a long parade. And if you sit in an area that is not the televised area, <laughs> then that means the floats are way spread apart. Yes. <laughs> Yes. That yeah. man, I could have I could have a I could have a 40 in between floats at the Indy 500 parade. <laughs> <laughs> you want to watch a parade, you ought to be at the Rose Parade when they stop the parade for television and you get a float in front of you that's filled with sesame seeds and rose blossoms. <laughs> People are screaming, get that thing out of here. <laughs> People <laughs> screaming. <laughs> I mean, this thing smells terrible. You can get some of those flowers together. Hey, and real quick, now with uh, weed legal in every freaking state, I bet the Rose Bowl Parade does have a cannabis float. All right. Uh, when we come, we're going to bring in some affiliates here right back, Big Nation. We promise to suck less. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. The Freaks. 
Bringing in some of our friends at Sports Map Radio, Speed Freaks on a Sunday night, the second hour, Freak Nation. Coming up, Chris Dyson, two-time Trans Am champion. He'll be here in the Freak Nation. Michael Hicks, three-time General Tire Arena Cross Outlaw champion. He'll be here. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. How you doing if you're looking at us? If you're looking, if you're looking at us, if you're watching Hi. us on YouTube or Facebook Live. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We were talking poppy seeds and cannabis for six minutes. <laughs> I doubt it was much cannabis. In Southern California, they'd like some of those things. On right? <laughs> smoking the float. <laughs> yeah, that's true, Statman. Think about that. With weed legal in California, with the Rose Bowl, what, maybe, maybe people are laughing at us and going, yeah, there was the, the weed holica Float last year, didn't you see it, Kenny? It had Snoop, Cube, and that Mac was the 10? Super Bowl and the NASCAR race at the Coliseum. That was come on. No, I'd support a freaking Wait, weed float. Hold on, though, since we are talking about the, the Rose Bowl, Bowl float yeah. and you know, totally not motorsports right now, but that's okay. Yep. Rabbit hole city. Mm-hmm. Didn't I see a press release where they're doing all these digitized boards on Rose floats this year? Something's different with the Rose Bowl Parade this year. I saw something digital. Now, they're probably the boards would be pressed out of cannabis some kind of way. To tie it back together. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So you're telling me the Rose Parade, Rose Bowl Parade is going virtual. We're going to have AI rose petals? No, no. I thought I saw that on some of the floats, there will right. be digital boards. Okay, I get that. Well, we've never seen that before. Hey, as a matter of fact, my granddaughter's got to be on a rose parade. Oh, me. damn. Yeah. Not, serious. Not the cannabis one. That will, will be the cannabis one. <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> right. There's, all, there's my granddaughter getting on that float. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on. She's with Snoop. What's up, baby? Yeah, right. No, that won't happen. That won't happen. <laughs> At least a grandfather. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Lucas Oil, it works. I run Lucas Oil. It doesn't matter if you're on the water, driving to work, or competing in a sold out stadium. Lucas Oil products will help you get the most out of your vehicle. Monster Jam has run Lucas Oil in and on our trucks for over 10 years. We wouldn't run anything else. Lucas Oil, the official oil of Monster Jam. Crash, when you and I go holiday shopping for friends and family, well, it's it's always last minute. But let's help out the Freak Nation with our friends at Omaha Steaks. Beat the rush and check out their large variety of foods. I like how you outed us right there, Kenny. But I'm sure you're in the same boat that we are. Yep, last minute shoppers. No worries. OmahaSteaks.com. They've got you covered. But it's not just mouthwatering steaks. It's chicken, appetizers, broccoli, gratin, corn, green bean casserole. There's something for everyone at OmahaSteaks.com. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code. 
code FREAKS and get $30 off at checkout. Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers. Go to omahasteaks.com, promo code FREAKS at checkout and get 30 bucks off. Is your mouth watering yet? Well, Omaha Steaks is ready to ship right now. Beat the rush. Go to omahasteaks.com. Use promo code FREAKS for $30 off. That's code word FREAKS at omahasteaks.com. Sharing something you love with the ones you love. Minimum order may be required. General Tire was born more than 100 years ago, right here in America. We've spent the last century tackling every kind of road this country has to offer, and especially the places without roads. So you know that with General Tire, anywhere is possible. If Ernest Hemingway was alive today, would he say this to you? Shakespeare, Mark Twain, Edgar Allan Poe, all great writers. And after reading your book, I simply must add you to the list. Wait, you don't have a book yet. So make a free call to Page Publishing. Turn your book idea into publishing gold. 800-215-6818. 800-215-6818. That's 800-215-6818. There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half-million-dollar plans and up, that's our specialty, even great smokers' rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM. 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 You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. Two times Trans Am, Chris Dyson joining us here in the Freak Nation, Lucas Oil Studios. 22 years of doing this thing, Freak Nation, and Dyson's been in here a number of times. Never from uh, the video element. Good to see him in here wearing that snappy lid because it's minus, tw- minus 26 degrees in downstate New York. Uh, and Chris Dyson, look, let's get into a couple things here. You've got now your two-time Trans Am champion. Do you party twice as hard after your second championship? I partied twice as hard after my second IMSA championship, but I'm so much lamer now. Uh, at this point, it's uh, it's about just recovering after the the full season. Uh, I'm much more boring than I was back in my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the little preamble that we had prior to this, you're not boring at all, my friend. Chris Dyson, two-time Trans Am champion, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And you brought up IMSA and, of course, Trans Am. And I know there's a price difference in there when you run Trans Am versus IMSA. And that might be one of the reasons why a lot of drivers are headed to Trans Am. Is, is the price difference to run a full season uh, in IMSA that much different than running a full season in Trans Am? I think they're I think they're completely complementary but different sides of the road racing coin, to be honest. Uh, you know, the I think the Trans Am, you know, has a very strong identity for being the preeminent kind of sprint race format, uh, the, uh, clearly one of the most historic series, the longest running uh, road racing series in the U.S. Um, I think that it's they've always been differentiated enough that 
you know, there's there's value in both. I mean, obviously, from a team standpoint, we've been there the last five years. It's been great. And uh, we've really enjoyed the competition. Um, you know, the, the IMSA program is is much more uh, commitment financially, um, logistically, uh, you know, personnel, uh, obviously, because of it being 24 hour race, 12 hour race formats. Um, and you know, it's it's also heavily, heavily manufacturer-backed and influenced now. Uh, I think that when you look at what makes IMSA work, it's the manufacturers. I think in Trans Am, you know, uh, a lot of teams are are making it work, uh, but it's really on the merits of the series. It's not with the uh, manufacturer subsidy right now. And I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think that, uh, you know, there's room for everybody. And obviously, you look at the car counts for both. It's a pretty strong time for road racing right now. Yeah, I like that. There is room for both. But to what do you credit Trans Am's recent, I'd say maybe what in the last three or so years, really rise to success fan base wise, popularity wise and driver count wise? It seems like at Coda the last two years, we've been reading record number of entries and people are really back into the Trans Am series like they were back in the day, so to speak. To what do you credit that success? So I think that it's always been terrific racing. Uh, you know, it's and and I would say that the biggest thing is just having a consistent schedule, a consistent rule book, uh, you know, in essence, repeatable budgets uh, from a participation standpoint. And it's having the live stream. It's having additional media footprint. Uh, and it's it's got the brand equity. I mean, I have to say, I mean, in my racing career, very, it still surprises me, but I tell people I race in the Trans Am, just, you know, folks at baseball games and all the stuff here in, in the Dutchess County area, I tell them I'm racing in the Trans Am. It has tremendous name recognition. It's because it's been around for, you know, half a century and the format's never changed. So uh, I think all those reasons, and, you know, I think that bringing the schedules together with the SVRA to get us on all the great tracks right around the same schedule every year. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's hitting on a lot of uh, positives right now. And the cars are spectacular. Uh, you know, the, the, the racing is, is tremendous. And, and, you know, I, I think Trans Am is the last bastion of kind of that unadulterated, uh, you know, unapologetically high performance racing that excited me as a kid. And uh, it's, it's definitely got a, a strong identity. And, you know, the fact of the matter is you go to these races and you're you're watching, you know, our cars eight to nine hundred horsepower, spitting flames, hundred and ten decibels. Uh, it makes an impression. And and I think that the fact that there's been great, great teams that have continued to enter terrific drivers who can, you know, are coming in and out of very high level forms of racing and competitive competing, you know, and holding their own wherever they go. Uh, it's an exciting time. And I think that the, it resonates with the fans. Yes, it does. It is. It's really fun again. It makes all of racing fun again. I mean, clearly you guys are competitive out there, but there is a fun aspect that let's say the NASCARs of the world and the Indy cars of the world don't have right now. You guys are just it, from the outside looking in, seeming like you're having fun, your balls to the wall. And like you said, people appreciate the purity, but also just the, the fierceness of this series. Well, we're not curing cancer. When we go race, <laughs> let's face it, right? Uh, you know, and but it's it's also to the fact. I look, I think I have a lot of friends that are racing Indy cars. I got a lot of friends that are racing IMSA. Uh, you know, and and I'm not going to really knock NASCAR because I 
think the racing is, you know, is tremendous all the way through. I mean, I did a Xfinity race this year. I can't wait to do more of them, actually. I, what I like about it, though, is that it knows what it is. Um, and, you know, the, the, that there's something to be said for being in a series that's not searching for an identity. It's not searching for a way to make itself valuable. It believes in itself. And the paddock camaraderie is is excellent. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with the the fact that it's you know it's accessible from an entrance standpoint. You don't need huge crews. Um, it's not overly corporatized. And I think there's a lot of great elements of the DNA of racing there. But you know, come come the green flag, uh, you know, it's as serious as as you can get. And I think that you know the fact that it's a, a race series where you know, it's not manufacturer dominated. It's not that the scourge of BOP is not uh, taken over. It means that, you know, you, you get a shot to win and you got to do your best, but no one's getting an unfair advantage. Wow. Chris Dyson, two-time ALMS champion, two-time Trans Am champion. I've asked you before about flame spitting and the, the overlap in your cam and how your flames leap five feet out of your Mustang. Do you want to tell the uh, Freak Nation about that or should we just go on and uh, let me go on to the rest of my questions? No, Bill, you can rhapsodize all you want. I mean, <laughs> let, let, look, it's spectacular. You know, you've got, you've got loud cars that are uh, making an impression. They're making an impression on everybody who's watching them. And uh, the TV, the live stream, I think does it some justice. But training, standing trackside, it, you know, it's there's very few cars that can kind of emotionally grab hold of you in the way a Trans Am car does. And, and, you know, I mean, I remember the first time I went and saw an F1 race. I remember the first time I saw, you know, Indy cars race in the 90s. The sound, you know, the 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 way it kind of hits you, and then the visuals of massive acceleration. And like you said, you know, the flames, I mean, I think that's, you know, and everyone always talks about the flames in the eighties, you know, clearly that's not the most economic, fuel economical way to go racing, but damn, it looks cool. Uh, you know, the, the space ball is the flamethrower, right? The kids love it, right? It, it is, it is that kind of level of excitement. And, uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things that there's nothing manufactured about it. It's entirely organic. It's, it's what, it's what it is. So, Chris Dyson, the championships you won in the, uh, both series in the ALMS and in Trans Am, is there any similarities between the two? You The prototypes in ALMS and the, these big belching sedans that fire-breathing fire breathing monsters in Trans Am, any similarities between winning championships in those two different series? Well, the cars change, but the competition and the effort never do. Uh, and, you know, the the level of preparation that you need uh, to bring to the fore, you know, as a team, as a driver, uh, I'd say that's similar. I mean, look, I think both were, are the respective pinnacles of their disciplines. And, you know, there's something very meaningful about doing well in that field and uh, succeeding there. And that is that, you know, people put value in winning races and winning championships. And, you know, I don't, you know, I I've got, I've got four children, you know, it, it's sort of like picking championships is like picking kids. You know, they're all, they're all important and they're all meaningful in their own way. And I, I, that's not a political answer. It's the truth. Uh, you know, I mean, the fact is, is that, you know, going to an ALMS race in 2003, or, you know, 2011 was as big a deal as going to a Trans Am race now. 
And, you know, I know the guys in the shop are working just as hard now as they did then. Uh, it, it's, it's meaningful and it's exciting. I, I, I think one of the things that I really view my career as being totally like blessed is the fact that, you know, what I've been doing is, is, is not only what I want to be racing, but it's cool during the time that I'm doing it. And I'm not saying that because it's conceit, but I, I really do think that it's been, you know, phenomenal timing to be involved in series like the ALMS was then or the Trans Am now where it's not only really relevant, but it turns people on. So you race Bentleys in World Challenge and the Trans Am, these just fire breathing monsters. I keep going back to that. There can't be any similarity between those two, can there? Um, well, you know, I have to say the racing in both was, you know, is, and was very, very fierce bill. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, we don't write the rules. We just come to drive the cars and, uh, you know, the, the level that was in the Pirelli world challenge in 2014, 15, when we were there was, you know, phenomenally competitive. That was really a high watermark for GT3 racing, you know, sprint racing in this country. And, uh, you know, we were really honored to do what we did with Bentley there. and the the discipline the actual driving is different i mean obviously the gt3 cars had how so wait i'm cutting you off for a reason there because that sort of leaped out at me how is the driving different uh i can say that handling a monster i had a driver once tell me that it wasn't like holding a, a whip and a chair to hold the car off it was like the car was holding the whip and the chair to to fight the driver off is that the the difference between uh, driving a Bentley and uh, driving a fire-breathing Mustang? You definitely feel in the Trans Am car like you're attached to a missile most of the time and that you are taming the beast. Uh, you know, the the GT3 cars continue to be, you know, incredibly efficient aerodynamically. They're laden with uh, really nice driver aids like traction control and, you know, paddle shifts and ABS. Trans Am cars, you know, very much, I, I would say the opposite in, insofar as that it's way more power than grip. And it's, you know, my foot is the traction control. You know, my left foot is the ABS. And I've got to make the gear changes work. I mean, races have been won and lost over, you know, the missed shifts or poorly executed shifts. That puts a lot back on me and on, on all of us that are driving Trans Am cars to execute. And I think that's a premium that a lot of those driver aids, um, you know, uh, you know, overrule a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's it's one of those things where the rolling speed in the GT3 cars in the slow speed corners especially was absolutely higher. Um, but the Trans Am cars, they have a lot more performance than you think from a chassis standpoint and you know, the lap times that we're doing are pretty damn impressive and it's not just horsepower. You know, we were give you a case in point. We were at Daytona like three years ago. And I think my best lap would have put me, my pole lap would have put me, I think like third on the GTE grid, which is the highest level at the time, highest level version of like the Le Mans style racing. That's fast. Uh, and that's not just coming from going really fast on the straights. It's it's coming from really good cornering performance. That's only gotten better with Pirelli coming up with a terrific tire for this year. You know, we're running on the same sort of 18-inch family uh, that they that they utilize for their entire platform. 
And that brought, you know, their construction and their compound expertise really from Formula One into Trans Am. And that's made us break track records everywhere this year. The one final question, Chris, and I don't know if you want to answer this or not. I don't know how political this is, but there was some hazing that was going on when you first came into Trans Am. Uh, has obviously that stopped because they can't catch you now. But is that was that an issue then, and is it an issue now for new guys that are coming into the series? Well, Bill, I can't say that I was like bringing Ernie Francis breakfast or uh, you know uh, having to do any you know uh, pantomime rituals or anything like that. So, not that I'm a fraternity guy or anything, but I was. Uh, so I'm familiar with the term. I, we did a lot of self-hazing the couple, first couple years we were in the series. Uh, you know, one of the things that I think was uh, the biggest adjustment to racing in the Trans Am was, you know, really the fact these are makers' cars, and you know, all the way through, they're they're bespoke cars that are built for the teams. And there, you know, when you get the kind of forces we're putting through drivetrains and all the ancillaries, there's a level of you know, team preparation, team engineering that has to go into the Trans Am cars and the Trans Am racing that you can't underestimate. I don't think we underestimated it. We just had, you know, some real, you know, cold face reality of unreliability. We were always fast. We were always fighting for wins. But what was taking us out of championship contention was niggling issues. Uh, the, The thing that's most gratifying about the last couple of years is we dialed those out and we started getting results. Uh, along the lines of what our pace always suggested we could do. And, you know, for me, you know, a lot of people say, hey, you're winning lots of races. As far as I'm concerned, we lost the first three championships. We've won, we've won the last two. We've still got at least another one to reset the scales, and that's what we're working on for 2023. Hey, Dyson, <laughs> happy holidays to you, buddy. Uh, better, better stay on your game because you're right. You got a lot of people clipping at your heels for that championship, buddy. Yeah, it's great, guys. You know, I'm just so thrilled to be competing. And, uh, you know, for a couple of years there when I wasn't driving, something was missing. And for the last five, it's been phenomenal. And I'm I'm just excited to keep it rolling. Freak Nation, his name, Chris Dyson, two-time Trans Am champion here in the Freak Nation. Thank you, buddy. All right, guys. Thank you. See ya. Peace. What's your Jones in motorsports? Is it speed or competition? Me, I fall on the competition side of the aisle. As long as the speed is more than I can handle, I find competition generally pretty crispy. And that's why I'm drawn to the all-electric Extreme E-Series, where radically spec off-road SUVs race against each other, 125-mile-an-hour fender-banging craziness. The point of their series is to raise awareness of climate change and provide support for the global extreme locations where they race. For example, the finale this year was in Uruguay, where the uh, electric grid is 98% renewable. In fact, the Extreme E compound took its solar-powered hydrogen fuel cells to the South American country to power the cars. Everybody else, everything else plugged into the Uruguayan grid. 100% renewable energy was a motor racing first. 
In fact, starting next year, the series has a partnership with a Texas company, travel with its own hydrogen grid for the entire show. Now, before you think these are golf carts coming across the globe, check out the video programming at extreme-e.com. You think champions like Sebastian Loeb, Carlos Sainz, and Leia Sands would be racing if it wasn't extreme competition? And yes, there's gender equality in the cockpit. Men race against women. Extreme E, it's worth your attention. Peace. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Go to GeneralTire.com, friends of the Freak Nation, for a long, long time. Go to GeneralTire.com, the official tire of the Freaks. Check out their line of tires. I've said it before, man. How fly would it be to have a set of grabbers underneath the tree? Yeah, you're damn straight. Go to GeneralTire.com. Check out the right tire for your right ride. And check out your local General Tire dealer. Go to GeneralTire.com or go to our website, SpeedFreaks.tv. Hit the General Tire logo and link. Bam! Take you right to your dealer locator when it comes to finding your General Tires. Statman, uh, we t- the college bowl picture is out there. The NFL playoff picture is starting to uh, take form. And one of the disappointing things for us in this family, and again, we're digging rabbit holes, and that's just kind of what I like to do, and I'm going to lean on you a little bit, is uh, the fact that my daughter is a – as an Arizona Cardinals fan. She's getting old enough now to understand disappointment. Yep. (laughs) And we were hoping that this might be the year where actually a a team who's hosting the Super Bowl might make it to the Super Bowl. No, you and I. It happened two years in a row. They went like 150 years without it. Again, she was thinking maybe I could go see the Cardinals play in their home stadium. By the way, Michael Hicks, three-time GT Arena Cross champion coming up here in the Freak Nation. That's not going to happen. So, Statman, for Make Good, I bought four Imagine Dragon tickets, which they're part of the Super Bowl kickoff series. And the train in Statman's backyard is going by as we're doing this show. I didn't get the microphone off in time. <laughs> It's going. It's going down the hallway right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Polar Express, man. Yeah. All right. So, Snap Man, Imagine Dragons is probably one of her. The, the band is probably one of her top ten favorites. She's pre- she's pretty jacked up about that. But again, um, when I bought these tickets, man, what do we do about this? When I bought these tickets from Ticketmaster, they were they were a decent price. But my God, man, when you buy these tickets again, it's those freaking service fees. I should have. When you buy four tickets, it's now it's like you're buying six with these damn service fees. Uh, how do I handle this as an adult when we roll into the footprint center and she wants to have another hundred dollars worth of popcorn and Coca-Cola's and so forth. Do I say, look, baby, we paid enough for these tickets or to, nope. uh, oh, what do I do? Nope. Stat? No, you don't do that. Cause you either pay now you pay Ticketron now or pay Dr. Brain good uh, later on. And uh, when she's laying on the couch, and, uh, you know, you're trying to figure out why did daddy let that get? Yeah, you got, you got to pay. You pay me now or pay me later. I just wanted another slice of pizza. 
just wanted to. I wouldn't buy me a T-shirt. I don't know. Holy smokes. Uh, Freak Nation, we will talk some motorsports next. His name is Michael Hicks, three-time champion in the General Tire Arena Cross Outlaw Series. He'll be here next. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, motorsports radio redefined. It's more than just a slogan. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. General Tire's Grabber X3 Mud Terrain Tire offers aggressive styling and is engineered for durability with innovative performance features that are ready to carry you through extreme mud, dirt, and rock-covered terrain. For extreme traction that's ready for anything and rugged styling to match, look no further than the Grabber X3. General Tire delivers for whatever you do. Check out GeneralTire.com today. General Tire, aggressively styling the speed freaks since 2001. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? (laughs) Yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. Back in the day, you guys did everything you could with what you had. Yeah. So we thought it would be more fun to take everything we have today and put everything you had over top of it. How about that? Wow. MAV-TV presents Legacy of Speed. This is the story of the cars, the men who built them, and the men who raced them. This is their Legacy of Speed on MAV-TV, Motorsports Network. There's a price war in the insurance business, and you may be paying too much. Call the Term Lifeline right now and see if you can save 40%. Half million dollar plans and up, that's our specialty. Even great smokers rates. Protect your family today. Call the Term Lifeline right now for a free quote. 866-549-TERM. 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 Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-273-7075. 800-273-7075. 800-273-7075. That's 800-273-7075. Back with the Freaks, 22 years. Lucas Oil Studios, man, and do yourself a favor. You're shopping for your family, your friends. Go to omahasteaks.com. And dive deep into steaks and chicken and vegetables and desserts and wines, juicy burgers, juicy steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com 
code word FREAKS and get 30 bucks off your order. That's code word FREAKS at omahasteaks.com, and you get 30 bucks off of your order. Uh, Freak Nation, his name is Michael Hicks, joining us here in the Freak Nation. And, Michael, I'm talking about steaks and Omaha steaks <laughs> and how tasty steaks would sound right about now when it's 47 degrees outside. Are you a red meat fan or a chicken fan or or, or everything fan? Uh, pretty much everything. Uh, I'll go when I go out to eat. I'll get chicken and steak at the same time. So, <laughs> well, listen, listen, man. When you're a three-time Arena Cross champion and kicking ass again for the 2022-2023 GT Arena Cross Outlaw Series, I think you can damn near order whatever you want, Broham. Hell <laughs> yeah. So who buys when, when you win a race? Who buys uh, the champ dinner? Uh. Pretty much just uh, me and my dad going to all the races. So if I uh, if I do good, I'll buy dinner on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because dad supported you up until now with with his pocketbook, so to speak? Yeah, at least I can do is buy a dinner for us. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Freak Nation, Michael Hicks joining us here in the Freak Nation, three time Arena Cross champion part of the general tire read across outlaw series. And it's a really short series comparatively speaking to other two wheel series. And he again, won overall in Claremore, Oklahoma uh, over the weekend. That's Friday and Saturday nights. And the more we look into this, it's, it's interesting that again, you look at arena cross and you guys, again, you run two fifties, you run four fifties and your, it's your cumulative score on, again, it's, that's similar to what motocross does. I get that. But when you're when you're rolling on a 250 to 450 on these tracks, is there that much of a difference in how you handle a 250 versus a 450, or is that just a stupid ass question? No, uh, most guys just ride a 250. Uh, the tracks are so small that uh, 450 is just way too fast. Now, when you get into like a bigger stadium like Oklahoma, you could have r- rode a 450, um, but the 450 weighs more, so it's a little bit harder to ride, and then uh, obviously more powerful. So. Most people prefer 250 because it's lighter, easier to throw around. And uh, I really like riding a 450 in a bigger race. But um, now that I'm on a team, I have a race bike. So I just pretty much just stick to my 250 and race that pretty much in every race. But um, no, it's good. You talk about being lighter and easier to throw around, talking about a 250 bike. Your background, at least, and still your training is BMX. Moving from that to the motorcycle, I mean, there's nothing light about a motorcycle compared to a BMX bike. So all in all, what you're doing is much more difficult anyway. Yeah, the uh, I've rode BMX bikes for since I was, I mean, four years old. I've been riding bicycles, but uh, I think it just really helps me. Uh, a lot of guys, you know, there there'll be like three jumps, and if they can't get over the one, they'll kind of like bounce through them. Whereas I'm able to like it's called a manual where you keep the back wheel on the ground. And uh, so just keeping the, I keep the back wheel on the ground uh, more than they do. And then I just, that's just driving the wheels. So it, uh, it's helped out with a ton and uh, just kind of, um, I'm really, real like light and fluent on the bike. I can throw it around wherever I want. And so it just, it, it's helped out a ton uh, transferring over from that. Something specifically that you've been known to do is when you take one of the larger jumps, I mean, it, whether it's a double or a triple, you can move the bike in the air and you you are positioning yourself for the turn, whereas others are not doing that. Why do you think others haven't picked up on that? Uh, I, it's all about like bike control. Um, I'm really comfortable on my bike and I can throw it around. Uh, a lot of 
uh, don't like uh, it's called when you go off a jump and you stay lower. Um, you'll like turn off the face of the jump and it just you'll stay lower on the jump, but it's uh, you'll you'll see some videos and uh, especially on the Fox Sports if you can watch the live broadcast, you'll see me stay lower than most guys. And uh, it's just it's quicker, but it's just I, I'm so comfortable on my bike, I can just like pretty much turn off the face of a jump and not really care. And <laughs> all in all, I mean, just it's those in arena cross when the, you got a lap time that's 24 seconds. I mean, any every second and every part of the track uh, matters. Wow, Michael Hicks, three times a GT arena cross outlaw champion. Jeremy McGrath used to do that in Supercross, where they would guys would uh, leap high in the air, and he would be about ten feet lower than them and get to the the next uh, get down on the ground faster than they did. Is that where you learned that from? Watching him, yeah, him, James Stewart, uh, all that, uh, and just experience. Uh, I, I pick up on a lot of things, and uh, sometimes it gets a little scary because we'll go over the finish line and I'll uh, scrub it, and I'll be almost underneath them it feels like and then kind <laughs> of miss them and hope that they don't land on me but um yeah especially with arena cross being you you're racing so close i mean me and uh a kid named isaiah clark we race together and uh i mean we'll we'll go around the track and we'll be not but a, a foot apart in the turns and over the jumps so it's pretty crazy talked about buying your dad dinner michael hicks i, I assume that's not burger and fries right and uh sometimes uh you know we're in the, in the van travel on the road and uh you know it's it's sometimes you just gotta pull over and get some get some quick food or <laughs> but most of the time uh we're in a big van so you can't really go through a drive through so and especially with every place being closed right now but uh <laughs> after we race we usually try to get some good food especially in the morning for because we race friday night and then we have all day saturday before saturday night's racing so we just try to try to eat somewhat good and save some energy. Yeah. I saw that uh, you're from St. Louis, right? Uh, St. Louis has got some pretty good food, barbecue. You got any special barbecue place in St. Louis? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a local place. It's called uh sugar fire. It's like a barbecue place in St. Louis. It's uh, it's really good. <laughs> that, they must be a sponsor that came up really quick. <laughs> Or what, about, place. <laughs> what about ice cream? That this Ted Drews. Somebody told me that Ted Drews is the king place that everybody in St. Louis goes to, and uh, I did go to one. And the line was around the corner, down the block. You needed GPS to get to the window. Uh, is that is that as good as people make it out to be? Oh yeah, that's uh, that's probably that was what I think fifteen minutes from me. So it's not <laughs> Oh, so you've had a you've had a little experience with Ted Drews, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, do you, you ever go to these places? Who do you put? You don't have a lot of room on a bike. Who do you put on the bike for food sponsorship if you're on the road all the time? <laughs> I, have, I don't have nothing yet. I wish I did. Man, you ought to. The way we're talking about it, maybe Statman's Barbecue and his ice cream shop. <laughs> Holy smokes. <laughs> Michael Hicks, three-time GT Arena Cross Outlaw Champion, joining us. Here in the Freak Nation, arm pump has always been a big deal for riders. Curious with the, with these shorter courses in arena cross. And again, you having to ride the 250 and the 450 uh, Friday and Saturday night. For you, is arm pump an issue with your forearms? Uh, I've never really struggled with it. 
um, throughout my whole, like growing up and all that. But uh, the big thing though, with arena cross, like last year we were in uh, council Bluffs, Iowa and it was negative six degrees out. Oh, stadium. I, they said it was 21 degrees. So I ended up getting arm pumped because I was just so cold and I ended up just locking up. I was in the lead and I, I just, the kid behind me uh, was going a little bit faster and I just, I couldn't hold on for nothing. And I ended up just having to let him pass me because I, it's dangerous for me to keep riding, trying to keep up. But in the next race, I ended up kind of, I put on a, an undershirt and then stayed a little bit and it helped and I ended up winning. But yeah, that's the big thing with arena cross. It, it, it'll be come winter time. I mean, it's cold outside. So, you know, it, and you're racing. So it's so intense that you're, I mean, you're just, you're breathing, you're not breathing. And then this, it all, your blood pumps up, but. Yeah, it was 21 degrees in a shed or was this outdoor? Yeah, this was, it was negative six outside and snowing. And then uh, in the stadium, because it was so, I think the heat, the heater actually broke in there. And it was oh. 21 degrees. Yeah. When you, uh, there was like the straightaway, when you'd go down it, you could really, you could feel that breeze when you're just hitting all the air. What were the fans doing? What, they have electric blankets? Are they using torches <laughs> to keep their face warm? Uh, yeah. No, I don't think there wasn't a whole lot of fans in the in stands that night. Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, that's brutal. <laughs> no, thank you. Mm-mm. Michael Hicks, three-time GT. That's General Tire Arena Cross Outlaw Champion. And by the way, is that uh, uh, is that van that you're in right now or one of those vans down the road uh, got some new General Tires on them? Yeah, my uh, the van that we're kind of building right now, General Tire ended up sending me six tires, and really grateful for that. Um, the tires look awesome on the van, and uh, I got some got some rims for it, and then now I got some really good tires. So, got a big thank you to them. Damn. Oh, do you you have the pits outside the arena, or do, do they manage to get the pits inside? There's uh, usually you pit inside, but like this weekend we pitted outside because the weather weather wasn't super horrible. And like sometimes the big part of stadiums is they'll get so smoky and kind mm. of, it's almost like it's almost unhealthy just to be in the stadium. So <laughs> we know which ones usually get like that. And we'll just try to either stay outside or pit in like the hallway where the dust can't get to or something like that. But Golly. This is winter racing, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reminds me of the Chili Bowl, and yeah, this, this, this you do what you do. Yeah, and some of the uh, stadiums. I mean, we race in like horse arenas and stuff like that. So the the pits are where everyone's bikes are, where like they would keep you know the horses and the cattle. So it's dirt, and people walking back and forth. It just stirs up a whole lot of dust. Is it just dirt or uh, something else mixed in with the dirt? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to know. Uh-uh. <laughs> Look, if it keeps you warm and it's 21 degrees, I might roll around in some freaking manure, man. That's you, Kenny. You do you. Yeah, you, you enjoy that, partner. <laughs> oh, you can't smell it. It's frozen. Oh, nothing. Manure blanket, man. Hey, uh, no, Michael Hicks, no, three-time no. General Tire Arena Cross Outlaw Champion. And crushing it this season. Uh, joining us moly. here in the Freak Nation on his way to a uh, another championship. Is it nice to kick the ass of Mike Alessi each and every Friday night, Saturday night? Yeah, me and Mike race uh, really well together. We've never had any problems. He, uh, you know, after the race, he'll be like, if I'm faster than he is, he'll he knows it and he'll tell me, he's like, hey, I'm not this weekend 
we were battling both main events on Saturday night, and he was like, hey, you know, if you're faster, like, I don't want to hold you up, so just go on by me. But I was like, well, you weren't letting me go on by you. He was, he was trying. <laughs> but I uh, ended up getting into some lappers that held him up a little bit, and I ended up making the move past him. But, I mean, he's he's a good guy. He uh, he races really good. And, uh, yeah, I'm just glad to race people like that. I've, we've had problems with people, you know, um, dirty racing and all that, especially with, I mean, 24-second lap time. You uh, everyone's going pretty fast, so not a whole lot of room to pass. Hey, hold on, hold on. You can't just lay it out there. We'll we'll end it with this. What's the dirtiest move that's been pulled on you through your three championships on the way to your fourth? Uh, I'd say I've had I've had a couple of pretty bad ones. Uh, I've had one someone t-boned me in the corner, and we went over the turn and almost landed on a uh, the camera guy, the photography guy. And we almost landed on met, a metal um, ramp that they do the freestyle shows on. Oh. And I've had another one where a guy just T-boned me in the corner in the first turn. I went over the uh, over the turn and then like bruised uh, my forearm for like two months or something like that. And uh, But I've, I've seen a lot of other people get like worse. I've had it pretty good, though. Damn. It's because you're so fast they can't catch you. That's yeah. why. <laughs> Which is a good thing, obviously. Hey, Hicks, thanks for doing this, buddy. Uh, We've been partners with General Tire for a long, long time. And when they put their big, fat name on this series, we thought, we got to get some of you happy bastards here in the Freak Nation, all right? Oh, yeah. All right. Go enjoy yourself, man, and watch out for those 21-degree weathers and that frozen manure out there on the track, okay? I'll try. (laughs) See you, buddy. Yeah, thank you, guys. Again, Freak Nation, three-time... General Tire Arena Cross champion Michael Hicks here in the Freak Nation. Frozen manure and all. We'll wrap this thing. We will wrap this thing up. Coming up next, Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Speed Freaks, Motorsports Radio, redefined. Our team is on the Rubicon Trail today, running over 125 vehicles over one of the toughest trails in the world. With all the different modifications people can make for their Jeep 4x4, the only product that touches the ground is a tire. This is the team that you want testing your product. I've been off-roading for 30 years now, and you you definitely don't need anything bigger than 37-inch tires. Our founder, Mark Smith, drove from the tip of South America to the tip of North America on 31-inch tires. The General Tire X-Series meets our standards. We have the ability for accelerated testing in all conditions. Mud, rock, dirt. We're out here this week highlighting the capability of the General Grabber X3 to see how this tire can perform in unbelievable conditions. It's incredible to watch General Tire deliver in this terrain. General Tire delivers me to a fishing tournament, the outdoors, jeeping, whatever it is that you want to do, it's outdoor life is what it is.
crash, when you and I go holiday shopping for friends and family, well, it's it's always last minute. But let's help out the Freak Nation with our friends at Omaha Steaks. Beat the rush and check out their large variety of foods. I like how you outed us right there, Kenny. But I'm sure you're in the same boat that we are. Yep, last minute shoppers. No worries. OmahaSteaks.com. They've got you covered. But it's not just mouthwatering steaks. It's chicken, appetizers, broccoli gratin, corn, green bean casserole. There's something for everyone at OmahaSteaks.com. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code FREAKS and get $30 off at checkout. Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon, Air Chilled Boneless Chicken, Ultra Juicy Burgers. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Promo code FREAKS at checkout and get 30 bucks off. Is your mouth watering yet? Well, Omaha Steaks is ready to ship right now. Beat the rush. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code FREAKS for $30 off. That's code word FREAKS at OmahaSteaks.com. Sharing something you love with the ones you love. Minimum order may be required. Hey, Dad, what are you going to buy at the store today? Uh, I'm out of Lucas Oil fuel treatment, so let's jump in here and grab us some. Well, do they have the Lucas Oil parts cleaner and degreaser? I bet they do. Well, how about the Lucas Oil power steering fluid? You know, they'll have that too. Even the Octane booster? I won't be surprised if they do. My favorite red and tacky grease? (laughs) Yes, they will, babe. Dad, when we're done, can we grab some candy? Deal, but you gotta share. Awesome! Lucas works. You're listening to Speed Freaks. Motorsports Radio Redefined. A great website, Freak Nation, for you to check out in your spare time, lucasoil.com, to check out a line of products to keep your rides uh, fat and happy, sports car, a boat, which I'm sure is in storage if you're in the Midwest, and uh, two wheels, your motorcycles. Go to lucasoil.com. That's lucasoil.com. Statman, we didn't talk much about it. Uh, congratulations, your Buckeyes, back in the college football playoffs, my friend. It's embarrassing. <laughs> That's all I could say. It's embarrassing. Oh, worse, getting Ohio State in. Or listening to Nick Saban last night beg and plead to, to get in. He, he, they they couldn't let him pass the, the rope line. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed that though. You don't you don't hear him grovel for sympathy like that often. I kind of like, yeah, you are a little B when it comes to your <laughs> team not being in the championship hunt. I bet he grovels with uh, Coca-Cola to get those Coke cans and the Sani water bottles on his on his podium when he's in front of the media and all those cameras. He's, I bet he's begging then. Good to see Statman. I do have some things in common <laughs> and it's hammering. Hammer that yeah. yeah. That's, that's that, uh, you know, it's like my, my favorite team is uh, anybody playing Denver. All right, Statman, let's do this. Uh, shoot the juice to the moose and, and cut it loose, Nick. See you. 